Hey there, you patient and attractive sons of bitches. I'm Josh Ellis, and you've made it to part two of the discussion with Adam Burke on Kangiangi's largest podcast, Advice for Blokes. We pick up the second segment with some real talk around the prison system in Australia, the tactics used by the prosecutors in criminal cases, and what Berkey's future plans look like. Please do head over to Fighter IQ on YouTube, where Berkey is starting to build up a comprehensive database of educational content to help you sharpen your combat skills. It won't be long until you see him cornering for some Australian representatives in the UFC. If you haven't yet done so, I urge you to click the like button on the Advice for Blokes podcast Facebook page and give us a follow on Instagram. It helps to gauge feedback and gives us another avenue to keep you in the loop regarding what's happening with guests. You can use your phalanges on your capacitive touch screen to navigate your voice box towards our hotline on 029541-8450. It's there 24-7 and really should be used like a cheap hooker. Please do avoid trying to thumb a softie into your phone though. Have a peaceful week or two everyone and stay tuned for the upcoming episode featuring Mr. Ian Kelly Esquire. I've got a few friends or that, that are a little bit crazy like myself, right? Uh, what do they say, birds of a feather and all that kind of shit? Yeah. Water finds its own level. You know, I'm, look, I'll be the first one to say that you know, I can be a little bit of a nutcase. Uh, and, you know, a lot of my friends are, are nutcases. Yeah, I'll stop you there briefly. You might be a nutcase, but my experience with you is that you will 100% always fight for the correct thing. Absolutely. You will fight for the underdog. You will fight yes. for the person that's being fucked over. Yes. That is that is my only caveat to you being a nutcase. Is yes. That you're not going to do it. You're not going to go and steal somebody's fucking motorbike because you oh, just like their fuck motorbike. No. No, there's got to be. Yeah. No, absolutely. And look, I've, I've probably painted a picture of myself that isn't entirely accurate. You know, I'm all for the underdog. Yeah. And, I, and I hate people that fuck people over. Yeah. It, like, if someone gets fucked over and it was an accident, sometimes that happens. Yeah, yeah. If someone's being intentionally fucked yeah. over by somebody, yeah. I see you as a person who will stand there and go, look, I will fly your flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. absolutely. So continue on. So you're a nutcase, you're hanging out with some other nutcases. Yep. Yeah. and uh, long story short, long story short, I, I, I won't go into the details, but uh, there was a situation that occurred... That, that was handled poorly by my part. Um, uh, totally not what the police were alleging. Right. Totally not what the police were, were alleging. And, and that's a whole other bag of issues and, and a whole other story that will take some time to... If you, yeah. Pardon me, if you wanted me to elaborate more on that, it, it would take some time for me to do that. I don't think we have the time for that now. But what I will say is this, is that I was put in jail and the police used the fact and this is what this is what is absolutely disgusting mm-hmm. they used the fact that I was a military man oh, wow. and trained to to refuse bail Ah, right. They turned the fact that I was a military man because you're a, you're basically a trained weapon, right? Okay. And because the the offence uh, was, a, a, was violent, a violent crime, a violent, violent crime, they're saying that um, because uh, you, there was some other other things as well. Yeah. But what really really hit a nerve with me is that these the the police used 
Now, I'm not going to mention the, their names, but the, they used the fact that, yeah. that I was a military man to keep me in jail, and I found that to be absolutely disgusting. Furthermore, I want to talk about mental health, and now that, now that I can actually speak about it, I will. It took... Right, here's a person, here's a soldier, right, that is clearly mentally ill, makes a mistake, the police use the fact that he's a soldier to keep him in jail. So you fought for your country. Right, fought yep. for, right, look, if you do the wrong thing, right, fair enough, but how, but you know, how can you, how do you, how do you spend a day in jail when you haven't been technically found guilty of anything? The bail laws as they stand at the moment are absolutely shocking. So th- their their consideration is that you are a danger to society, yeah. and therefore, while the evidence is being gathered, you yeah. will remain in prison. I'm a danger to the to the alleged victim. I'm a danger to okay. society. I'm a danger to all this kind of stuff. Right? right. It's yeah. absolutely total so all, fabrication. All your rights are stripped away before you've before been I've found before I found found guilty of anything. So I go to jail. I'm on remand. Let me tell you something, bro. Yeah. I go to jail and I say, I mean, I'm suffering from PTSD. They know that I'm ex-military because the, I didn't know this until actually I come to jail, but the standard operating procedure is any soldier or any military person that goes into custody, the corrective services have to notify your unit, your former unit. That you served that with you, previously. Yeah, that you served with previously, that wow. you're in custody. Shit, really? Yeah. Fuck. Right? Okay. So, so they know... That I'm a military man, they know I'm suffering from PTSD. As real as as and as true as a day is long, mm-hmm. I I had a psych evaluation on the third day. I think that I was in. I told them I, I was I'm suffering from anxiety, PTSD, and I need to be medicated. Yeah. It took them three months of me being custody before I saw the psychiatrist and before I got medication. Three wow. months. Shit. You know what the you know what the real fuck thing about that is? If I had have been a junkie, yeah, that needed his methadone or bupe, straight on it, they would have given it to me within twenty four hours. That's fucked. It took me, and I wrote request after request after request. This is how, this is how this government, this is how corrective services, yeah. this is how the system. The police treat their ex-military members. Yes, yes, mistakes were made. Yeah. Yes, you know, look, I'll stick my hand up and say, yeah, I did the wrong thing, yeah. but I didn't do what the police alleged that I did. Right. Okay. I'll say that right now. Yeah. Um, uh, and, you know, three months of suffering. Can you imagine it? Three months. No. My, my, my wife... So you're locked up. I'm locked up. Where were you locked up? Silverwater. Okay, and that's a high that's security. A, that's a maximum, maximum, security. maximum security. Okay, maximum security for. And so you're so three months and with some real fucking hard asses. Yeah, man. So what did that look like in terms of your day to day through that three months? Okay, well, I actually, <laughs> this is going to sound crazy, but I actually don't mind as opposed actually, to everything else you said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually, I actually, I actually, it might sound. I actually loved jail. Okay, because because it's regimented. I under, I, I, and I understand. I understand it. I understand left of the middle people, like I was saying before. I understand the culture. I understand, you know, there's always a story, you know, and some of the best people, and I'm going to say this, some of the best people I've ever known in my life, I've met in jail. Yeah. 
some of the most real, honest, and genuine people that you'll ever meet. Uh, and they're normal guys. Yeah. They got families. They got what this is, and this is what people need to understand. It's easy to turn a blind eye to people in custody because really just write them off as a piece. Of yeah, shit. write them off as yeah. human trash. Yeah, right. But there's always a story that people don't really get, yeah. and their and their husbands and their sons and their you know their daughters, their their sisters, their brothers. You know, you know what I mean. They're they're real okay. people that usually have that. that, that that have a story behind people for the most part there are exceptions to this obviously to the most part don't just wake up one day and go I'm going to go to jail today I'm going to commit a crime yeah right pardon me there are exceptions but you know for the most part anyway I I don't want to get too far off track but what was really surprising to me was how how now I'm not saying because I'm a veteran I want to get treated any better I'm not saying that at all right just be treated the same yeah exactly and all I'm saying is is this well, firstly, I'll say that being a veteran isn't a, as far as I'm concerned, and I'm sure a lot of veterans will agree, isn't a rite of passage. It's quite the opposite. It's one of humility and sacrifice. And and to be honest, to me, being a veteran doesn't give me any rights to, to, to brag about it or to for me to demand special treatment. No. Quite the opposite. I think it, when you serve your country, it's a position of sacrifice. It's a position of humility yeah. And one should carry themselves as such. Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. So I wasn't expecting any special treatment. Don't get me wrong. This is not what this is about. No. This is about don't use the fact that I'm a that I'm a veteran against me. That is yeah. absolutely morally incomprehensibly corrupt. Yeah. How can you? How can someone serve their country? And then make a mistake, and then they th- th- throw it back in your face. Use that against them. Use to, it to against them. Take all of their civil to rights take their, away. To take their civil liberties away. Yeah. Disgusting. Then when I when I go to jail and say, "Look, I I, I need medicine." Yeah, three months. Three fucking months. But and I, what did they get you on then? Did they put you on benzos or something? No, like that? No, no, no. Fuck, they won't do you that. You couldn't because you're in prison. Yeah, so they okay. give you. I was on uh, two hundred, two hundred. I was on SSRIs, so okay. two two hundred milligrams of Seroquel, and I think one hundred fifty milligrams of sertraline or something like that. Okay. Uh, and I'm still heavily medicated at the moment, right? Yeah. But you know, I had to suffer. I had to suffer without medicines for three months in, that, in, in custody. Yeah. Look, and, and getting back to what we were saying before, I, I loved jail. Yeah. I got to train every day. I got. To, I ended up getting a job at the gym, yeah. uh, where I where I loved it because teaching you know, people to be violent exactly in exactly. You know, you know, <laughs> I'd be putting the you know we doing pad work with people, and you get to know what I loved about it is you get to know who's who, you get to know who are the people that can handle themselves and fancy themselves. Why? Because they see you training. They always they, they're going to approach you. Hey, mate, you want to do some sparring? Or hey, do you want to do some pad work? Yep. So I, I loved it. I, 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 the, the one guy I'm not going to fuck with in prison. Well, first of all, all everyone, but um, the the one that no one's going to fuck with is the guy who's teaching everyone else how to fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you've immediately gone in. So how long was it between like uh, after you? Oh, we can fill out the story, but yeah, between when you went in there and when you're now the guy that's holding pads and teaching guys about how to roll and yes, that sort of stuff. Yes. Was that a period of six months, 12 months? Or? No, mate. I, well, I, it was probably, geez, it was only th- three or four weeks after Shit. I got in that I, I got the, no. I scored the job. So, so you're the straight tough, away. You're the tough cunt. No one's going to fuck with you. Well, I wouldn't say that, but what I, what I did was I put myself out there. 
Yeah. Okay. And and I was happy to like I got my ass kicked a few times with the, well, we put the gloves on and some guys would call me out and I, and I got thumped. They you know. You up, yeah. yeah, but you know it wasn't about that. It, yeah. it was about you know getting out there and getting into it. Yeah. Okay. You know, and that command in itself that commands respect, right? Fuck yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. Win, win, lose, or draw—that's irrelevant, mate. Are, are yeah. you willing to throw you know, it down? Yeah, yeah. And, and and take on all comers. Like I would never say no. If someone says, "Righto, you're that Burke guy. You want to want to do some sparring?" You know, I knew. I you know, you know, he know he wants to. Knock you know, he's going to try to fucking take your head off because he his pods there, right? He's in, yeah. he's there in front of all of his mates, right? Okay, yeah. So he's going to try to take you. Fine, let's go. You know, sometimes I got towed up, sometimes I didn't. But that, you know, that the theory is, yep, no worries. I'll take on. You know, I'll that's do, the do humility it. that you learn in the gym, anyway. Yeah, is in the gym out with the the free people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, look, if you're going to be keeping score of, of wins and losses, I tell you, I've lost more times than I've won. I'm telling you like that. But you know, but I mean, it's it's. You know, it's not. That's not about that. It's about getting in there and having a crack. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like they say, you learn more from your losses than you do your wins. You know, absolutely. But yeah. um, but I, I love it. You know, ass kicking or not, you know, uh, well, I'll, I'll take a good ass kicking. You know, yeah, well, it's a, an opportunity to learn something. Yeah, absolutely. It's always well, nice to dispense one though. Oh, absolutely. what's even better is talking your way out of even having to have one. Oh, the ultimate. <laughs> and going back to what we were talking about before, with you know, you know. The, there's a nice tea songs. He says, "My lethal weapon is my mind," right? And uh, I like that. I like that ideology. You know, I, think I it's like to, accurate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think you know, if I can, I think a real skill is being able to talk your way out of trouble. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I uh, you know, yeah, you can be good with your hands and feet and all that kind of stuff, and that's great and everything. But I, you know, a real masterful art is to be able to articulate your way out of trouble and to leave that person with the lingering um like you said omnipresent or omniscient feeling that they probably were going to get their ass handed to them yep even though they could have clipped you with a lucky elbow and absolutely you out. And, and most of the time <laughs> it could be total bluff right exactly. <laughs> you look at this neanderthal that's full of juice he's got a neck as thick as whatever you know you're looking up to him and, and you know yeah. you've, you're putting on this mate i will, I will pull your eyeballs out of your sockets yeah you, you yeah. know yeah. Uh, the chances without are really saying it no exactly yeah. yes exactly um and, and that's hard to do like to, to get that kind of magic if you like to get that kind of vibe about you where where you you, you, you kind of putting out fearlessness yeah. like i'm not scared i don't care yeah it's the uh it's the empty look in your eyes yeah yeah, yeah. Like, i don't Whatever happens, man, I'm yeah, gonna enjoy this. Exactly. Yeah. And any good tactical communicator, and I, and I like to, to to say tactical communication because it's got an end state. Yeah. Right. It's got a goal, uh, and usually that goal is 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 safety. Yep. So, I, I like to say tactical communication. Right. Uh, and, and any good tactical communicator will tell you that you have to be able to pull off good communication with that that threat of violence without actually saying it. saying it right yeah so you you've you've got your stint in prison then sorry her majesty's hotel as you said free accommodation <laughs> and free feed yes uh you're able to train every day yep um so your initial so your sentence after after you uh after the court hearing um uh, trial i guess they'd call it right okay so so this is how it worked <clears throat> so 
we were about three months in and actually about four months in and I applied for Supreme Court bail. So I initially applied for local court bail and got refused. Mm-hmm. You have to wait, I think it's three months before you can apply again for Supreme Court bail. So I did and got refused there as well. Right. And pardon me, the... Um, did they provide grounds for the refusal? Or yeah, just like, no? yeah okay. it was, you know, that I was a military man okay, and military. Other, other, other things as well that, you know, anyway... Uh, plus the, the, the lead detective wrote a personal letter to the judge, you know, saying right. that yeah, basically saying that I was too dangerous to be let out. All this crap. It's just rubbish. Right. Um, and then, you know, they, they fear for the safety of the victim and all that kind of rubbish. Yeah. Just rubbish. Some reprisal or yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and for some reason, this lead detective had a real hard-on for me. I don't know why. Uh, I, I think he's a psychopath with a badge, but, you know... Um, I'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Um, and got refused bail. Uh, so from then on in, like, I knew that I was in for the long haul. Right. So at, the, at that time, the charges, the, the lead charge that I had was rec- reckless wounding in company. Okay. Um, uh, oh, was it reckless wounding in company? I think it was, rec- which, which occasioned, I think it was like 25 years. Oh Jesus! For, for, the, for the head sentence, yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that was a charge. Anyway, um, but I, the head charge occasioned twenty five years. That's impressive. Yeah. Wow. Right. So the coppers, what they do is, it, it's, 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 they, they just smash you with charges and get you to try and commit right? to a lesser offence. Exactly. And then they yeah. get you down to correct weight during the, you know, we're doing you a favour if we, you know, yeah, da, da, da. Yeah. So we ended up. Long story short is. The way it worked was we we ended up pleading guilty. Why? Because the courts are so backed up and basically it was a mathematical equation. So we plead guilty, we'll probably be out before we see the inside of a courtroom for a trial date. Right, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, so you just pled out. So okay. so really it's it's not a matter of going, no. yes, we're guilty. It's a matter of how the hell do I get home to my family yep. and, my, and my four children yep. that are suffering without me. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, uh, how do I become a father again? How do I be... Uh, I get what you mean, yeah. yeah. So at that point, you're just... You're, al- you're already dealing with the worst of it, which is you're locked up inside. Yeah, And yeah. you're like, how do I get out of here as soon as possible? Exactly. Yeah. Now, so we... Uh, I had uh, another uh, another fellow with me who was my, what we call, a, a co-accused. Uh, and we, we obviously had some discussions um, you know, and, and lawyers and so forth, back and forth with our lawyers, um, and decided that you know we'd, we'd plead guilty on that, based on that that mathematical ratio. Yeah. Pardon me. Um, and so we ended up getting sentenced for four years on the top and two years on the bottom. So what does that mean? So that means that our our, our head sentence is is four years. Right. Okay. But we got a non parole period of two years. Yeah. Okay. So that means yeah. We have a minimum of two two years in jail, oh, yeah. which means the once we get released, the rest of our sentence we serve in the community under the auspice of community corrections. Right. Which uh, which I'm still. So that's parole. So that's parole. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and yeah, then you have you you know your reporting every week and, and oh, yeah. so forth and all that kind of. So stuff. you got to keep your nose clean, uh, and you said that you're. Um 
Right, actually, I won't get into the that thing yet. But the so so you've gotten back. How long have you been back outside for? Okay, so I got it. I got released uh, on the eighth of November two thousand nineteen. Okay, so just over seven, like six, months, seven months. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. So it's been quite quite a mission trying to to you know readjust and get my life back together and and what the good thing what, what the good thing was that in jail uh you know I got myself clean yeah uh, I you know commit recommitted myself to 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 really training my ass off yeah um and you know I've uh, I've come out strong you know so now you know my challenge is now is is getting you know is readjusting back into into normal society again uh, again <laughs> Again. Why do they keep changing it? I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, and I've had, we talked before about, you know, who are my social circles and, and you know, what support have I had? And, and, you know, I've just been, I have, I've been received with, with a lot of love. Good. Um, from, from people close to me, which has been really, really good to see. And, and, and funny, the funny thing is, is what I've realised through this whole jail process is who really are your friends? Yeah. Who really does care about you? You know, and it's and you know what? It's been the people that I've least expected that, that have, have actually shone through. That have actually shone through, and the ones that I've uh, that I would have banked on, banked on, have, have, have fucked have, off. Have fucked off exactly. Right. So yeah. life's like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A similar situation with me. Obviously, sends the prison, but um, yeah, the the people that I thought were um, you got to finish that fucking patron, man. Come on, what are you doing? Down it in one. Um, yeah, it was, oh, uh, shit. the, the people that I thought were, um, that would have, I would have some solidarity with was, yeah. The second I go, Hey, I'm in this difficult situation. They're like, Oh, that sucks, man. Just give us a call. If yeah. Anything, if you yeah. need anything. Oh, you were just a phone call away. Yeah. yeah. Just hear the door swinging as yeah. they're walking out. Yeah. 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 I sort of found, again, through my own challenges with what, what I went through with that, the whole breakdown of the marriage and all that sort of shit. Um, so that leads me to where's your marriage at there? Okay. So what happened with with that? So you were already <laughs> rocky going into prison. Yeah. Can't imagine the prison thing helped it. So I want to take. I want to. I want to paint a picture for you because it it, it really is uh, oh, prison it, art. It just dest- yeah. <laughs> yeah. It it really uh, it destroyed me. So <clears throat> I first go into custody. The police are telling me you're fucked. You know they, they play these games right. They yeah. go you're fucked, mate. You know, you're going to be spending 25 years in jail. Your life's fucked. Mm-hmm. You know, all that kind of shit. They they pull their minds on you. You know, they have an influence on whether you get bail or not. All that kind of shit. Yeah. So I'm in Silverwater. I've got, as far as I'm concerned, 25 years hanging over my head because of the head sentence. Mm-hmm. Two weeks after going in, I'm I've I've come off all my drugs, so I'm going to massive withdrawal. Right. I'm not getting my meds like like I mentioned before, to, from, yeah. as I'm supposed to, and I and I I'm coming off steroids as well. I'm oh, coming shit. off, yeah. I'm coming off, you know, anyone you that any, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> anyone that's done heavy courses of steroids too will will say to you, if you don't run post post cycle therapy PCT, mm. uh, you come off after doing a, a hard, long, heavy course. Your your crash is just it's it's fucked. Right. right, so I'm coming off steroids. I'm coming off benzos. I'm coming off. Jesus I'm Christ. coming off coke. coke. I'm coming weed. off weed. Alcohol. Alcohol. Yeah. I'm coming off it all. 
So I'm, I'm, oh, mate. You must oh, have been a pleasure to hang around. Oh, it, it was, it was just that in itself yeah. was, was fucked. Let alone the fact that my, I know that I've got four kids at home. Yeah. Yeah, this is because I got arrested in, in November. I know that I'm not going to be home for Christmas. You know, it, it's, 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 it's fucking ugly. It's brutal. Yeah. Wow. I ring the wife um, at about the two week mark. Uh, oh, by the way, I want to go back a step and say that the most, the most humiliating, most embarrassing, most hurtful conversation that I think I've ever had in my life was when my son, uh, on the night I arrived at Silverwater, I had a three-minute phone call. They only give you a three-minute phone call. And my son goes, Dad, are you behind bars? And I went, yes, mate. He goes, are you going to be home for Christmas? I said, no, mate. Holy shit. Yeah. And he starts crying. Mm. I can't tell you just how brutal, how brutal that was, and how Im- I, I, words can't describe how I felt. So then, yeah, we we we're in in the Darcy, what they call Darcy Two, I think it was, is where they decide whenever you go into custody, they decide where they're going to put you, what jail they're going to send you to, all that kind of stuff. And there's a little bit of a, a process there. You get processing, and they decide. Well, in that time. Um, I rang the wife. I was there for two weeks in in this Darcy before we we got put in into the main into pot twelve. Um, and I rang the wife, and she said, "Look, it's over. I don't. I can't do this anymore." Right. And I'm like, "Please don't, please don't leave me. I need you now more than ever. I need you. I need you." And she said, "No, it's that's it. We're done." Not only that, she said, I'm not bringing the kids in to see you. Out. Now, I can't put into words the devastation. No. You know? So how, how far is this after your, uh, like your withdrawals on your drugs? So I'm it's two still, weeks in. So you're still... I'm okay. still coming. Oh, man. And I'm, you're still pre-SSRIs. Yeah, you yeah. Know, like... Yeah, wow. no medication help, no wow. nothing. Shit. I, I'm, I'm coming off everything. I'm facing years in jail. And your missus has said... And the missus said, that's it. I'm done, I'm and done. also you're not going to see your kids. And and she said, I'm not, I'm not bringing kids to that to that dangerous place, she said. Mm. I didn't see them for six months. She didn't bring them to see me for six months. But I just wanted to paint, in that time, oh, my world had been rocked. Everything had been taken away from me. Everything. Everything. Yeah. So, look, I was on the brink of suicide. Absolutely. I just well, you thought... you would have been on suicide watch then, surely. No. I oh, you weren't? I, no, because I didn't... So they let, were happy to let you? Yeah, I didn't, well, I didn't let them know. Oh, Okay. You see, are you? Yeah. Are you no, th- no, I've tried to kill myself before. Yeah. I'm going to outsmart you, motherfuckers. Yeah. Are you thinking self harm? No, I'm not. No, never. right? Because you're not going to tell them if you are. Not right, right? now. If you're serious about knocking yourself, you're not yeah. going to tell them that you're going to knock yourself. No, that's true. If you just right? want a cushy room to yeah. get into, you will yeah. tell them exactly. Yeah. Right. So, <clears throat> Jesus. So, I'm living with that hot, cold, hard reality. Then we get we get put into Pod Twelve which is a pot in the main. And 
you know, it didn't take long before we settled in, didn't take long before, you know, we worked out who's who in the zoo. You know, I'm always thinking tactically. I'm always, you know, who's who's who, what, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, then didn't take long before. I started feeling okay um, as far as all the benzo and, and the coke withdrawal after about kind of the, 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 th- the three or four week mark. But what was really fucking my life was the, the coming off the steroids. Right. Because that took, I didn't start feeling myself. So is that because that like really fucks your testosterone yeah, production? Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. And at the time, my balls were like fucking raisinets. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of the normal watermelon Instead of the, size. Instead of the watermelon <laughs> size, right? So, I mean, they're better now. Good. Uh, I'm happy to hear that your yeah, testicles are doing better. <laughs> Um, That's the takeaway from this whole chat. Yeah, your balls are my, now okay. My balls are good. You know, they're hanging down on my knees. They're on man balls now. Um, but it took it took a good oh, look. It was probably about twelve months before I actually started feeling because I was depressed all the time. Like because I had just had because I was on prior to coming in, I, I didn't stop for it would have been about a year and a half. I didn't come off. Straight, yeah, okay. and I was on heavy hair, like I was on ten. I was on about a gram a week of test. I, I have no context for that. Is that's a lot? I'm yeah, that's, that's okay. A, that, that's a lot. So a year and a half straight. Oh, a year Fuck. and a half straight with no PCT at the end of it. So, um, uh, so you know, uh, and anyone that's that's uh, you know, but used steroids before will tell you that that coming off it can be fucked if you've got pct it's not as bad without it oh especially if you've been on a hard cycle in a long cycle it's ugly so i actually found that to be the the hardest but what i decided to do is i said well there's there's only there's a couple ways i can deal with this i can let it beat me or i can just go nut fuck it i'm going to sink myself into my training because that's been the constant right yeah go back to that right so i go right well i'm going to train my fucking ass off and I'm gonna I'm gonna get healthy. I'm gonna get clean, and I'm gonna rebuild myself psychologically, and part of me and physically. So that's what I did, and I just I just sunk myself into my training and did the best that I could with you know with my jail time. Once we got sentenced, I ended up going to Bathurst to Bathurst Jail. Hmm. Out near where I used to live. Yeah, can't have a jail. Oh Is my oh. Fuck me, it's ugly there. <laughs> is it? What, the, the people or the prison itself? You're like, you know what, guys? You're all very lovely, but the decor here is fucking disgusting. It just, it just, it just, it just doesn't just, suit my style. It's drab. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder everybody's so angry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, look, it, look, the, the people there are fine. I... I, I I've never had any dramas with it, with with the people in jail. In fact, like I said before, I I understand the the culture. I understand the, the people that go there. You know, we're all normal. We're all human. Yeah. Uh, but it was just that it's an archaic shithole, right? Uh, just colonial style, cold, fucking dump. Think. So you're like I know Bathurst is cold as fuck because I grew up in Orange. Yeah, and yeah. Bathurst is like Orange except with less personality. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, that it gets fucking cold. So you're telling me that what you're in like concrete rooms. You're in a deals. concrete refrigerator essentially. So you and you've got what like a really comfortable sleeping bag to sleep in, or yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish I could tell you something like that. No, we got you, they give you two blankets and a sheet. 
So it like and Bathurst gets down to minus two, minus yeah. three in the height yeah. of winter. They've got heaters in their rooms, but okay. yeah, it's it's hit and miss whether they fucking work or not. Seriously, yeah, it's oh. it really is. It's that's torture. Fuck. Oh no, shit. This is this is no no. I'll, let me tell you, Berkey. <laughs> 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 right. So that is seriously. You're so you've gone through at least one winter in Bathurst jail with mm. this. Fucking mm. dreadfully cold mm. evenings. Mm. Fucking hell, man. Look, I, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this. The government, they torture people. Uh, a lot of people will agree with you. You put somebody in solitary, and they and they disguise it by smoke and mirrors. Right. Right? They'll make their jails look pretty on the outside. They'll have their nice gardens. They'll do all this. But I'm telling you now. The conditions in some of these jails are appalling. The fact that people go to segro, segregation, solitary confinement, for long periods of time. You never went into. I never never went to segro. I was fortunate. You met people who had been. Yeah, there. yeah. Because I because part of my job was actually uh, cutting people's hair, so I'd go to segro because <clears throat> when you, you when you have a job in the jail, they call you a sweeper. Okay. okay. So I was a gym sweeper at Silverwater, which meant that I had to operate, obviously help people with the gym, help people, you know, maintain the gym, you know, give people pads, gloves, all that kind of stuff, train people, that kind of stuff. But we also had to, part of our duties was cutting hair, right? So we had to cut inmates' hair, which was good because you get to know the jail, you get yeah. to go to all the different parts of the jail, so it's quite good. And part of that was cutting the guy's hair at Segro. So you get to see that some of these people are in there for long periods of how long, time. How long are we talking? Like months, months, so months, it, and months at a time. And what does that actually, what does that actually involve? Because I'm only thinking of movies when I think of like solitary confinement. So basically, you're in a you're in a cell by yourself. You don't get any yard time. The, the, is there the, daylight? Th- there is, but there's a there's a little I guess uh, kind of like a I, I'll use the word. Portal window or something like that. A cubicle out the back where they let you out an hour a day. So you're 23 hours inside. Inside. There's no gym access. There's nothing like that. Now... You can't talk to anybody? You Well, you no. You can yell at the dude next to you. It's in the cell next to you. And right. there's plenty of that shit goes on. Right. But then but, the guards, the screws will come around eventually and say, shut the fuck up. Oh, they usually let, let it go for okay, the most right. part. Yeah, but, um, but essentially you're in there for, for, for 24-7. You're in there and you get like, a little bit of time out in, the, in that little square bit out in the yard. Jesus now, you tell me that's not torture. That is torture. That is fucking torture. It's fundamentally torture. Now, our... Our, the normal you see citizen. how much these fucking whinging, bitching, complaining pieces of shit were like, let us out of our houses, yeah, out of our comfortable right. houses where we control the climate and the food. And to be honest, we can just leave whenever we want. And That's they're like, right. this is torture. We're stuck in our own yeah. homes. We're prisoners. Our own. Shut the fuck up. Yep. <laughs> yep. And, yeah. and you see, and look, what gets, what really I've come to realize is jails are our responsibility as citizens. Why? Because they're our jails, essentially, right? Mm. I might sound like a weird philosophy, but... No, no, they are. They're paid for by us. Right. So, to some degree, at least I've come to the revelation that we should take some degree of interest in what happens in jails. So, essentially, as a society, we condone the torture of people. 
look, there is that whole idea that people not being aware means they're complicit, which but, I don't think is, is but, accurate. But here's here's a problem with that, and I'll, and I'll say this. We get punished because ignorance of the law is no excuse. Yes, absolutely. Right? Yeah. So... But ignorance of what's going on inside uh, a prison... That's, I think that's a long bow to draw. I think there needs to be awareness of it, for sure. Yeah, I think I was a little harsh. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably have to retract that. I, I, I think I was a little harsh with saying that. But what, what I essentially what I'm trying to say is, is that, is that our government, yeah. for citizens that make mistakes, that obviously are mentally ill, for the most yeah. part, yeah. right? For sure, yeah. A lot of people that go to jail are mentally ill. Oh, I'm going to say that right now, right? This is what we do. A lot of people who work in banks are mentally ill also. Yeah. <laughs> and are lawyers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and doctors. Oh, yeah, do- yeah, yeah. Um, maybe I'm getting a bit carried away with myself, but what I will say is this. Is that keeping somebody in solitary confinement That's or fine. in Segro for long periods of time is disgusting yeah. and it's torture. I don't care what anybody says and I'll argue the point with anybody that that is torture and our government condones it. For sure. Yeah, well, the government itself, through its lack of awareness of what's going on, I would argue definitely is being complicit. So they're they're definitely part of the problem. I would say your average Joe walking down the road... No, they're not part of the problem. No, uh, I, I guess I guess it's just that I guess I want to raise, raise awareness, awareness it. of it, yeah. uh, and I, I shouldn't have said. I guess I should retract what I said before. It's not that we're we're letting you know we're letting the government do it. Uh, but as people such, don't know. But people don't know. Yeah, it sounds um, like a pretty fuck situation. I yeah. mean, you're gonna have those people who immediately say, "Well, you shouldn't have done the wrong thing, and you wouldn't be in jail." That's I. Look, I'm not saying that we don't need jails, by any means. We do. We we, we need, but but then the, obviously, there is so much recidivism. All right, the system doesn't work. It's obvious. Yeah. Right. Of course. And people and the, come out of jail a better criminal than when they went in. Right. right. You can't like I know for sure for going through the the jail process, that jail does not rehabilitate people. Not it at all. Damages them. Yeah. Makes right. you worse. It makes you worse. Yeah. If you haven't got some kind of psychological issue before you go in, you are going to come out more often than not. There are exceptions to this with one. Okay, and and you get to understand a culture or get exposure to a culture. Like you get the guy that's a drink driver for argument's sake. He's not a, a criminal in in the sociological sense of the word. Absolutely not. Okay, but he's he's been convicted of a criminal. Of a criminal act, yeah, but he is not a criminal. No, he goes to jail where there are proper criminals. Proper criminals. Yeah, he's either he's either going to get exposure to things that he wouldn't ordinarily get exposure to, and or get injured. Yeah, he's going to get either he's going to come out a much better criminal or more fucked up because he's going to get the shit kicked out of him and get. That's raped. right. That's right. So. Uh, the evidence is irrefutably clear that recidivism is 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 high. Yeah, we know that the system doesn't work. We know that we torture our citizens by throwing them in solitary confinement, but we keep doing it. Hmm. Oh, there, there needs to be a better conversation around it. But uh, what forum do you bring that to? 
Mm. I don't know. Look, like I said before, though, I, I do. I do think we need jails. I do. Yeah. Right. For those pieces of shit that go and hit whole old ladies over the head with a fucking house brick to steal their pension check. I don't know. I suggest that right? they need a house brick over their own. Right. Head. Right. Yeah. You know. They. You know. There, there's. There's some people that do need to go to jail. Right. I'm not arguing that at all. Yeah. What I'm arguing is that the system Isn't is well designed. It's not well executed. Exactly. All it's doing is creating more intense criminals and more yeah. people who are more fucked up when they That's come right. Out. And the conditions are inhumane, and I'm going to say that. Yeah. They okay. are inhumane. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, I can't possibly s- suggest otherwise. I think you were, in, you were in maximum security, right? Let me tell you something. Some I of the other ones are not quite as bad? No, they're not quite as bad. Okay. Uh, let me tell you something, and I wasn't going to say this, but I will. All right. Before... We, and when I say we, my, my, my co-accused, before we went to Silverwater, we went to Amber Laurel, okay? This is while we were in transit. There's, there's a terminology in jail called therapy. Right. right. What that means is... Is that an inmate term or is that... That's an inmate term. Okay, right. Therapy means that they, they deal with you or give you appropriate... Re- punishments okay they might tip you from one jail to another jail to another jail they might stick you in in segro it's called whenever they they deal out retribution right for your actions on for the your outside? action for 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 any action okay right inside outside yeah it's called therapy right now uh, there was this and i have to say this and if any any of the screws at amber laurel are listening to this <laughs> you know what i'm talking about Okay. Um, that we go to Amber Laurel. They stick us in what 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 I call a therapy cell. Never been to jail before. The first cell we get to had rotten food for weeks all over the floor. Oh. It had a television. Yeah, you know, we got there at about nine o'clock at night. Turned up full blast that we couldn't turn off. It had fecal matter on the walls. It had a toilet that was constantly running and... and, and uh, Jesus Christ. Right, it had urine all over the floor. It smelled, it had lice. It even, even to the point where we went there, as soon as we walked into the cell, I turned around and went, what the fuck? Like this in the screw, just quickly shut the door so we couldn't, couldn't get out. Wow. They deliberately put us in, I wouldn't I wouldn't stick my dog in that cell. Right? Wow. And now that I have a voice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can say this. I can say this is the truth. This is what happened. Fuck. They did they put us in a cell. They probably thought, who are these? Look at these two fucking muscle bound yeah. wankers. Let's let's they think they're tough. Let's sort these guys out. Yeah, wow. So that's your intro to jail. That's our intro to jail. That's and the, I'm thinking, uh, oh, so this is how we're going to start off our professional career, is it? Wow. That does not sound like uh, much fun at all. Now, so the, Amber Laurel, that's Western Sydney. Yeah. So many planes. Yeah. 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 Um, now, you know, I wasn't going to say this, but, I th- you know, I'm thinking to myself, you know what, the, the truth has to be told. Yeah. You know, and that's why I get so passionate about what I talk about about how inmates are treated and how some inmates are treated in, in custody. There's there's a real truth to this. I mean, there's been all over the news how there's been corruption and, and all oh, that kind yeah. of stuff, yeah. right? One of my uncles uh, was 
one of the people who corrupted cops, if I'm completely honest with you. But he also did time in um, Lithgow Prison. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Uncle Sam. Yeah. Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam. Yeah, so look, you know, if if people have some conscientious objection to what I'm saying, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, uh, I'm open to debate the topic, but I'm going by personal experience. This but you've, is, I this mean, is look, what he say. For your, for your moral and ethical shortcomings, you've served your sentence as far as society is concerned, mm. and you back out. Yeah. What is it like when it comes to... Um, Access to to drugs to to contra was it called contraband contraband yeah yeah how does that that stuff still happening happening I assume I mean these are hardened criminals they're gonna make things happen against the law that's what they do yeah yeah I mean look uh, to be honest it's easy to get a it's easy to get a, a bag of meth than it is to get a Panadol really in jail not no shit no cigarettes though in jail. Oh, yeah, 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 fuck yeah, there is. Really? Yeah. I thought they got rid of them all. Oh, well, you can't smoke in jail, but it's all contraband. Right, okay, yeah, but you can yeah. still get them. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Okay. but you're going to pay through the nose. As opposed to out in normal society where you're paying 50 bucks for a packet these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't I imagine think, it's too much uh, worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think, what, a thousand bucks for a pouch of, of, of White Ox, I think is... Jesus Christ. Yeah. Wow. Money to be made, man, okay. if, if one was so inclined. Uh yeah, so no, look, it's easy to get that. It's easy to get a, you know, do you know what buprenorphine is? Bup? Have you ever heard of bup before? No. It's kind of like uh, methadone. Okay. That's real popular in, in, in jail. Is that uh, smoking, That's, injecting? Uh, well, you get, it's like a like an orange strip mm-hmm. um, that you can, there's, you can smoke it, inject it. Orally. Ingest it. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, that's very popular in there and that's easy. You can get that easier than a fucking Panadol. I'm not even kidding. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So do do you have any idea as to how these things are sort of coming through the system or Yeah, I do. I I I, I I'm reluctant to say. Uh right, cuz you don't want to I don't think they're going to cut it down, but so are we talking that there are people who are possibly in administrative roles that are aiding and abetting this stuff to happen because they're on the take or Look, uh, from uh, to be perfectly honest, I I try to avoid that scene as much as I could and I try to avoid um, really really knowing about kind of the, the, details. Ins, the, the details and the ins and outs of it okay. so I'm reluctant to really say you know how it gets in I can imagine just like anything there's always going to be corruption anywhere isn't there there's always going to be you know money talks but but nothing f- like from my personal experience I, I don't have anything really to, to tell you as far as how it comes in or or or, or by who but you could see the patterns and you could see that there were probably things that but were you happening. could see that that that, 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 that it's everywhere you know all right so you get out there's there's heaps more stories you're gonna have to come back and do another one yeah sure um you get your ass out of the uh out of the clink now, uh, what was it, 8th of November last year? Yep. What what are you doing with yourself now? Okay, so now it's it's really been about keeping myself doing positive things. So I'm, I'm really invested in my training. I'm actually studying uh, psychology now, of all things. Everyone who's broken studies psychology. That's right, exactly. So <laughs> Based um, on the women that I've met over the last 12 months anyway. Oh, really? <laughs> So I'm really sinking my teeth into into getting a degree. Um, so I'm really enjoying that. So yeah, just really I'm studying um, 
full time for all intents and purposes. Awesome. Uh, and just yeah, getting into getting into my uh, training and and studying and spending time with my kids. So when you're training, are you um are you attending a gym? Because you're a you're a, are you purple belt? Brown belt. Brown belt. Oh, sorry, sorry, bro. Brown belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Um, and that took you ten. Oh man, I've been training because you were on purple for four or five years or something. Yeah, a long time. Yeah, a yeah, long, long time. Uh, mate, I've been doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu for oh, since before it was care. cool. Yes, yeah, before mm. it was cool. Before, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> before. exactly. Yeah. So, um, um, but I've got black belts in other systems other striking systems and so forth. Yeah. Remember we were talking about uh, Tom Cullen? Yep. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Uh, you said you got two black belts in that. Yeah, yeah. Do you have to wear them both at the same time? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, yeah, so really now it's just a matter of, of, of keeping my training on track. You know, I want to get... I'm so, yeah, to back get to that. So you're attending a gym or you're training... In well, your own gym, or you're training at home? Okay, so because of the 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 COVID stuff, um, I've had to do like just because all the gyms have been closed, I've had to just do my own kind of trainings to keep my 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 personal drills going. So I'm doing my stand up and doing my muay thai. I'm doing my ground drills just myself. Yeah. But um, in the so you've got some bags set up at home. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, okay. All that kind of stuff. You know, just um, yeah, just just keeping on top of it. So when we kick, because as far like the gyms have opened up again now, just so I'm yeah, back, yeah. So on Saturday, so yeah. I was back, I was back lifting weights again, and um, due to hit the the mat again on um, Monday next week. Yeah, I'll be hitting the mat Monday next week. So, so where are you doing that? Somewhere nearby? Uh, in Newcastle. So I'll be hitting going to Best and Gracie. Oh, okay, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's um. Is he, Mick still going into? Uh, I'm not sure, mate, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to hit him up and see what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, so I'll be back there next week. Awesome. Um, and yeah, looking forward to looking forward to getting back on the mat. And, and Are you hoping to be, well, get, get back into a coaching role? Uh, well, I want my focus now. Yes, the short answer is yes, but my focus now is getting my black belt okay. in, in BJJ. So I so want to... Eight I'll, years. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm hoping it's not. It's uh, you'll be as old as be too much longer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, to get it. I'm hoping it's not going to be too much longer. But um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm definitely I'm close. I'm close to my black belt. So that's going to be for, for now. I want to get that, um, and then you know we'll look at once that's out of the way, then I can concentrate on on coaching. But getting back into a coaching, I'm going to be a bit selfish Good. for now. Uh, I'm getting the online content. Um, uh, just because it's fun, it's enjoyable, and and so forth. So, what are you going to do with that? With the with the brand UCS, you're going to hopefully build that up into because we, we we'd had multiple conversations in the past around yeah. sort of establishing a gym. Yeah, there's a huge amount of potential there. Yeah, well, look, you know, I definitely, I definitely want to take the UCS brand and and and, and push forward. Good, it's something that's been, you know, it's always been dear to my heart. Um, yeah. You know, uh, obviously, you know, falling off the track with my mental health didn't help. But you know, now no, that I'm prison, also didn't prison help. didn't help. Yeah. Uh, but you know, now that I'm back on track, and you know, I'm, you know, I'm looking to, well, I'll get my, I'll, I'll concentrate on getting my black belt. Once, once I've achieved that, then I can start. Okay, say, okay, now I can start, you know, being unselfish, and and put my efforts towards be more altruistic. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. And what are you doing uh, in the short term in, in terms of uh, work or or are you... So I'm on a I'm on a, a veteran payment at the moment. Oh, okay, um, DVA? Yeah, through DVA. Yeah. Cool. yeah, so that's how I'm, I guess I'm supporting myself. All right. Um, and uh, what are you, your living arrangements? So you're still you're seeing the kids as often as possible? Yeah, so I still... <clears throat> I'm I understand that that's a real fucking challenge because I'm going through it myself. Yeah. So I see my kids uh, about three three days a week at this stage. Hey, um, that's pretty good. Yeah. I only yes. see mine two days a fortnight. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, hey, you're doing well. Yeah. Well, I need it, man. I, look, I, you know, oh, you know, having that time away from my children killed me, so I'm tr- I'm really... Yeah, compensate for it. Yeah, valuing my time with, with, with my kids. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, man. So just studying, training, time with the kids. Just... just Keep your nose clean. Keep your nose clean. Conditions are yeah, good to adhere to. Exactly, yeah. and just and just trying to be positive, you know, and and really, like my to be honest, the fact that, I, that I'm really charging hard to getting my black belt in BJJ as well, is um is really keeping me you know on the straight and narrow as well. And How long do you reckon until? You, what's your what's your objective there within the next eighteen months? If I can, yeah, next next eighteen months. Um, but who knows? You know, it's not my it's not my call. It's up no, to, that's right. Yeah, it yeah. has to be offered to you, and I I find that really frustrating with the whole BJJ configuration, which is no, no, we'll tell you when we think you should probably have it, as opposed to most of the uh, karate type disciplines, which is you go to a grading. Mm. You're like, yeah, I'm going to go for this grading, mm. and sometimes you pass, sometimes you fail mm. for your next belt graduation. But BJJ, they're like, just, just keep doing what you're doing, and we'll just tell you at some point. Well, with this, with us, uh, you, you're right to a point. Uh, with, uh, with you can with, tell me I'm wrong. I'd love, to, <laughs> I'd love to be wrong once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, with us, we uh, we have a grading of sorts um, per belt, and it's usually you get ambushed the night you come to training, so there's no warning. It's right, oh, you're, yeah. you're you're getting graded tonight. So we, we do have a grading with the black belt in particular uh, under Best and Gracie. It's it's a, it's a very very extensive uh, grading, and I. They're they're sworn to secrecy as to how as to how the performer um, uh, is run, so I don't have any idea of what I'm exactly. in for. That's the frustration. Um, uh, but I like that because it simulates a real combat environment. Because you know, self defense situations, they usually come. There are exceptions to this, obviously, but they mm. usually come out of nowhere and they're hard to prepare for. You can have. You, you you can you can prepare as best you can, but you know unless you know what's exactly going to happen, you you, you usually have to. Problem, You're still going to guess. You got to problem solve on the fly, right? Yeah. I rate that. I think that's excellent, uh, and that's that's the real test is to be able to you know to problem solve on the fly and adapt to whatever environment you're you're subjected to. Yeah. Uh, and and that's real reality, man. Like you, yeah. So I, I think it's a good thing. Uh, it's nerve wracking knowing that you know you. you, you you don't know what to expect, but yeah. I think that makes it all the more challenging and, yeah. and, and real. Yeah, life's a life's a cunt. <laughs> um, Berkey, I, we're like three hours in. I've I've loved every fucking minute of it, and I sincerely mean this: that you have taught me some of the most um, uh, long-lived lessons of my life, just through your uh, approach to life when um, when when we were training together. 
and just through the general chit chat that happened around and outside the gym and uh, that 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 diehard commitment to making sure that the right thing was done. Yeah. Um, but I, I sincerely mean that. I, I, it sucks that you fucking fell upon hard times there for a bit, but I'm sure it was for the right reasons. Yeah. Well, mate, well, firstly, I, I want to say that I'm honoured that you, you say that, mate, and, and it means a lot to me that, um, that you know, that, that I had some positive impact on your oh, life. Profound mate. impact, absolutely. It yeah. means a lot to me. And, and mate, and I appreciate the... Uh, the opportunity to uh, that you've given me now to, to come and speak and, and Mate, air your grievances. Yeah, air <laughs> my grievances as it were. Fucking whinge about shit. <laughs> <laughs> Drink beer, burp into the microphone. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what it's all no, about. It's, it's been been really good. You're a good man. I really appreciate everything. Cool, I appreciate it. I'm sorry I didn't come and see you in prison. No, I no, avoid prisons okay. and hospitals. Yeah, no. <laughs> I hear that, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cheers, Berkey. You're All a legend, right, man. Thanks very much. We'll no catch worries. up with you for another one soon. Cheers. Love you, brother. Love you, brother. See ya. How good's that? <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs>